Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AG Chase Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. For the YouTube and uh, Facebook audience, you see I have a hat on today. Reason for that is I literally ran in here just in time, have a studio here at my house to do the show. We uh, we built a, my wife and I built a little uh, playground for our, for our grandkids, and they're laying some sod around it today. And uh, I was out there talking to them, and they're doing such a great job. But it, but I looked at my watch and said, "Oh my gosh, I don't I don't even really have time to comb my hair." So I stuck a hat on and ran in here. But we've got a great show uh, scheduled for today. I hope you're having a great Monday, um, Michael Sunderman. Who is uh, who's a long fr- long time friend? You know him from South Mississippi Living and multiple other publications that he's doing. We'll, we'll we'll get get a quick reminder on all that he's involved in. He and his wife are involved in. But before we go any further, let me just say good morning to you, Michael. How are you? Good morning, Ricky. Hey, as I mentioned to you, it's good for you and I to visit from time to time because you and I have worked on and off together in the, in the gaming and hospitality arena for, for some time. You know, me as the publisher, you and your role at Jackpot Magazine, of course, South Mississippi living in. We, again, we'll remind people the other publications that you're involved in. But you know, we were, I would say kind of friendly competitors for a long time and I always respected you as a, as a competitor. But uh, we remained friends through that whole process because we cared deeply about not only coastal Mississippi, but how hospitality is driving the economy of the state. And so when you and I get together, we get a chance to really kind of chat about that, not just the coast perspective, but the, but the entire, you know, situation as it relates to hospitality in Mississippi and people enjoy when we get together. So I appreciate you, your willingness to come and be a part of coast for every couple of months. So thank you for doing that, buddy. That's it. You know, we're pushing 30 years now. Think about it. Almost 30 years. We, we first met Man, that's that's amazing to me. That's amazing. <laughs> hey, we haven't aged a bit. That's the beautiful thing. <laughs> I wouldn't know we have it. Of course <laughs> we have. But you know, I tell you, it is. Uh, it's been a hell of a journey. And during the pandemic, as you and I just talked about before, once again, once again, we find this. We found this after Katrina, in fact. But we find ourselves in a scenario where we're realizing that hospitality and gaming will drive us from this this difficult economic situation that we're in. And, and as you and I have discussed before, if you look at Mississippi's recovery after the lockdown and after we open back up again, it's one of the best recoveries in the nation. And then when you start to understand sort of the, the micros of that of that statement, you, you see that gaming and hospitality were one of the big reasons for that. And then when you start to break that down, you see the coast is a, the major leader in that effort, hitting some records here. And uh, yeah, I had a great conversation with Fofo Gillich just in the last few days. And uh, we talked about what's happening in Biloxi and the enormous amount of activity, economic, potential economic activity that's happening. Of course, we had the the, uh, Ground Zero Blues Club that opened up at all kinds of announcements around mixed use and what's happening downtown. Then I had Bill Lavers on. They've sort of got this record number of 11 projects that they're working on currently that we're in competition for and may get. So it's a pretty dynamic time. And I know that you're close to that and you see stuff happening every day but we're really in a good spot aren't we we really are uh our friend ivan spinner just bought a a bank building in downtown biloxi and he's going to convert that into 
multi-use facility. So it's pretty cool. There's a little wine, a little, a little wine bar opened up, you know, across the road. We went there there and that was really cool. Uh, but no, the coast is growing. Um, Hancock County is exploding. Uh, Ocean Springs is exploding. We just finished up their annual shopping guide and, and we blew out a record. I mean, by 30% ahead of any book we did before. So it's, it's all going in the right direction, Ricky, which is excellent. Yeah, we'll come back to Hancock County in a minute. I got some great insights into what's happening in the real estate market there, but we'll get there before it's too far, before we get too far into conversation. But before we go any further, remind people about M2 Media and what you guys are all about. M2 Media stands for Michael and Mary Sunderman. Everybody, everybody asks, what's that? What, what does 2M stand for? M2. So it's Michael and my beautiful wife, Mary. Uh, and like your wife, Anne, we're, we're a true partnership. We do everything together. We own business together. We work together. We raise kids together. But M2 started out with Jackpot Magazine. Uh, we're still the largest guide to gave me in the Southeast. About uh, three and a half million readers on that book uh, each year. Uh, then we started Gaming News. That's the official news magazine for the Mississippi Gaming and Hospitality Association. And that's that relationship has grown into now we're really uh, helping produce the uh, Southern Gaming Summit. And I host the Hall of Fame and I, I chair the golf tournament. Uh, we also you know, started South Mississippi Living Magazine. We have Discover Magazine, which is the uh, fulfillment magazine for the Tourism Bureau, Coastal Mississippi. And we do about four or five other ancillary annual books and quarterly books, too. So it's it's been a great run. Uh, we love it, uh, having fun, and we love living here. So just like you, it shows up in our work, I think. so. Yeah, I, I, more than just a niche publishing house. I mean, you 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 kind of you kind of do it all. And I, I would say, both with with Jackpot Magazine and South Mississippi Living, not that the others don't give you this ability as well, but you you know through those two publications, you're able to reach out into the business community in a very significant way, and you kind of have your finger on the pulse. Do you feel like you have your finger on the pulse on any given day? Yeah, because if, if I don't hear about it, one of my reps or one of my writers or editors will walk in and say, hey, just met so-and-so, or I went to a ribbon cutting here, and I think I've got a couple reps that are ambassadors to the chamber. So, I, you know, yeah, we, we meet once a week. We just talk about kind of cool new stuff, have a team lunch, and uh, it, it is fun. You know, I, I've always, uh, you know, I grew up in, in Northeast Ohio where it's the Rust Belt, and if you go back to my hometown of Warren, Ohio, it's pretty bleak. You know, it's it's... The steel factories closed, and there's a lot of uh, abandoned homes and boarded-up businesses. Uh, then we went out west, and and we were in one of the largest gaming boom towns uh, in the nation at the time. Uh, we moved to Mississippi. We moved to Savannah, Georgia. We moved back. So I love living in a vibrant area that's got growth, uh, and things are always changing. I, I just could not imagine living in a stagnant or declining market. But well, one of the things that Fofo and I talked about, and I know you see this in your world, but one of the things we talked about is imagine during the last two years uh, during the pandemic. And so let's say you're, you're a nationwide developer, that you're focused on doing projects. It could be any number of different kinds of projects, whether it's retail development or restaurants or mixed use developments or housing, whatever it might be. Just imagine for a second what these developers were going through in terms of their due diligence and their decisions about whether they proceed into one community versus another community and how much money was actually sitting on the sidelines during that period of time. And 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 so just, just imagine that if you're a developer that's involved in the tourism industry or you're looking at numbers of people 
And you think about how coastal Mississippi sort of rebounded, and you look at the the literally built-in market of people who are coming into this market. Those metrics, those those metrics, and where those people are coming from, the number of people who are settling here, have to be significantly changing the calculus around where they decide they want to do future developments. And you know, just based on what I'm hearing and the really compelling conversation with Fofo and really the other mayors for that matter. I mean, this is across the coast. Um, the, the it really bodes well for what might happen here over the next five to ten years, doesn't it? Absolutely, Rick. I think it's happening already. If you go to like we've talked about Hancock County, uh, they can't even do a parade of homes anymore because they can't find a home that's not you know on the market or sold in a few days. Uh, Pascagoula, downtown Pascagoula is growing. Downtown Biloxi's being reinvented, which is so cool. Um, you know, people are moving here. I was talking to Tish Williams down at Hancock, and people are moving here by the droves. They're abandoning the bigger cities like maybe New Orleans or Baton Rouge and stuff, and they're coming this way. Uh, we're getting a ton of retirees, whether military or non-military people that are coming back from being stationed here at Keesler or, uh, or the CB base. Um, look at look what's happening at Stennis out there in Hancock County. It's, it's going crazy out there. Um, it's just, it's everywhere. I can, any, any town, I mean, it's everywhere. You look at, look at downtown past Christian, it's even got some little growth potential there. So cool. And, and Michael, you know, this from, from w- the work that business council has been doing, we can't fool ourselves. There, there are some real challenges in coastal Mississippi around, around having enough people to fill the jobs. So we need more people to move here. We've had, we've had, we've had challenges in, and and lots of the metrics that determine whether we're being economically successful or not. And I'm trying not to break it all down because that's not what this conversation is all about. But the point is, we need these things to happen. And let's come back to Hancock County. There's a couple of points I wanted to make. One is that Jeff Duncan, who's on my show every Friday, he's uh, covered the Saints longer than anyone else. You know, he's on the Hall of Fame selection committee for the NFL. He's a reporter and columnist for NOLA.com and Times Picking. We used to work together there. And he's been looking for a place in Bay St. Louis. And it's just been really tough. And the other friend that I have developed through this show is Josh Morgan. He's a top hurricane chaser in the world, literally in the world. Probably will have a Guinness Book of World's Records on number of hurricanes that he's actually penetrated the eye. He's been looking for a place in Hancock County and recently found one. And Ann and I actually had, he came from L.A., lives in L.A. He wants a second home. And um, and Ann and I had lunch with him, and we talked about it, and we were just shocked at the price per square foot of the homes and what they were going for. And when we come on the other side, my son, who's a real estate lawyer in coastal Mississippi, I'll share with you a conversation I had with, jo- with Jordan about what he's seen in terms of coast real estate market. We'll see you when we come back from break with Michael Sunderman. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Koshu. I'm pleased to be joined for the full hour today, actually, with Michael Sunderman, who's president and publisher of M2 Media. They publish South Mississippi Living and Jackpot Magazine and many others uh, statewide and across coastal Mississippi. When we went to break, I mentioned that my son, Jordan Matthews, is a real estate lawyer with uh, Orgler and Schwartz. And so he's involved in um, all kinds of real estate businesses. Uh, obviously, they close a lot of business. It, 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 they have an enormous number of act, amount of activity these days. But what he said to me is that the price per square foot in, in Hancock County, in particular Bay St. Louis, is the highest in the entire state right now. I mean, and part of that's being driven sort of what Jeff Duncan is discovering. Chester, Louisiana, a lot of Louisianans are coming over and um, and and really, really buying up all available real estate. And now what's happening, I talked to the mayor of Waveland about this recently. You're seeing a lot of you know vacant lots and and multiple lots actually being bought that are that are contiguously connected by folks in in in, in Louisiana who are who say well we can't find what we need in Bay St. Louis so we're going to go get it in, in Waveland and you're just seeing the carryover impact of that you of course Diamond Head Diamond Head was always going to be a big play for Louisianians but also because of its proximity to Stennis and Stennis is on fire these days as you pointed out just a few minutes ago but I mean, Ocean Springs, man, look what's happening in Ocean Springs, Michael. And uh, and you mentioned about Ivan Spinner announcing, you know, buying the bank in downtown uh, Biloxi. Uh, he's going to build the Bella, I think, named after his daughter. Yep. And, uh, you know, you, mixed use is the name of the game going forward. You, people want to live, work, and play in the same area. you got this major project that they're talking about for, for downtown Gulfport. I mean, man, this, I mean, the sky's the limit for the coast. Look, look at what Ivan and some partners have done to Pass Road. I think their slogan is making Pass Road great again. Yeah. But a section of Pass Road that must be a half a mile of white buildings that Ivan and a bunch of other guys, Jeremy Jernigan, have, have all chipped in and partnered with these things. And it's all brand new, beautiful, and it's all booked out. It's 100% full. So uh, yeah. it, it's it's cool to watch growth take place. Uh, and it's also cool to see the quality of tenants that we're getting now, the quality of the businesses. Um, and they're they're probably going to be viable for the longer time rather than just a small kind of uh, retail shop that might come and go, so or a restaurant. Yeah, I've, you know, <laughs> when I mentioned a FOFO, you think about the walkability of, of downtown Ocean Springs or the walkability of Bay St. Louis, you know, he – he certainly doesn't like when you compare Biloxi to these other communities, but he clearly gets it that maybe the next emerging Waco, commu Waco community is downtown Biloxi with what's happening there and a lot of available you know, space there. But the point of mentioning all of this is that coastal Mississippi has become vibrant. And one of the reasons why we are vibrant is the gaming community and the hospitality community has made this even during the most difficult times during the pandemic, a very serious economic play. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing, I got a note from Travis Lund this morning, who used to be the president, as you well know, of the Beau Rivages is for the audience who may not know Travis. 
but uh, the new president of the Beau Rivage is Brandon Dardot, and uh, he's going to be terrific. He's got a good history here in coastal Mississippi. But the point I'm making is you've got this great leadership here. And I told, I told Travis, who I admired greatly, I, I'm going to stop liking these guys because as soon as they get successful, they end up getting transferred away, and it's kind of a heartbreaking process. Certainly the ones that were with these big companies. But, you know, we're lucky. I mean, we've got just – and you and I have talked about it before. But this stretch of incredible from from uh, from John over and at Silver Slipper to you know you name it you know Luann and others that we've all talked about all these guys and and women they're they're just terrific leaders and they helped us you know establish what what became literally a worldwide best practice after after the pandemic started and and you know there's something positive about that when once you start having great leadership and you can overcome. Uh, economic situations and then and then the residual impact of bringing all these people in and how it affects other people like businesses like like real estate uh, excuse me uh, restaurants uh, as a good example um the sky now is really the limit for us isn't it it, it is and going going back to gaming leadership uh yes they're very talented they're visionary businessmen and women but they also get the uh the concept and they and they embrace the concept of of getting themselves involved in the community, especially nonprofits. Uh, I don't know where we'd be if the, if the casinos weren't here and helping the nonprofits through a tough pandemic or, or, or hurricanes, you name it. But they are the driving force. I, you know, I, I, I met the new tourism uh, director, uh, Judy Young, and I said, you know, you're going to hear a lot of input. You're going to hear a lot of reasons why we're successful here. I said, but the number one reason, and never forget it, is casinos. That is driving the bulk if not 89% of the tourism to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So it's great that you can take a kayak trip down the river. It's all this stuff. You can sit on the sand beach and go fish with Ricky. But the reason all these cars are heading south to come to Gulfport and Bluxy and Bay St. Louis are the casinos. So uh, when you're marketing the coast, always remember that. That you know, Don't forget what the shining star is that's driving uh, statewide, eight and a half million people visiting Mississippi, and a lot of that is because of casinos statewide. I know, Mikey, you pay a lot of attention to this, and as I do as well. But the one thing we can't do is take it for granted. We cannot take it for granted because for, for there's been a proliferation of gaming across the U.S. We we stand we're, we're one legislative vote in any state in mm. the southeast from having a big time challenge. I, I know, of course, you know, I spent time in Alabama as the Alabama media uh, company president, had responsibilities for Birmingham, Mobile, and Huntsville, and AL.com, and, and you know the scenario, and uh, was not in agreement, frankly, with the approach that, that Governor Riley was taking as it related to that, but, you know, we had you know, a pretty significant proliferation of gaming that was actually happening in Alabama, but they stopped it. Uh, they were they it was this electronic bingo that was disguised as a slot machine. But as you know, I mean, Governor Ivey really wants to explore this again. Who who knows what's going to happen in Alabama? Who knows what might happen in Florida or Georgia? We see what's happening with sports betting in in Louisiana. Um, I mean, there's no rest for the weary in terms of this proliferation threat that we have for coastal Mississippi is yeah, there. which is which is which is why you see so many of our casinos kind of reinvent themselves if you look at what Lou Ann's done with Scar Pearl she doesn't sit on her laurels she just keeps remodeling reinventing doing a VIP rooms uh Beau Rivage is going through a massive remodel of all their rooms 
and, and you got to do that. Harris, Harris down here has done a, a massive remodel over the years. Jonathan's done a great job of reinventing that product. But it gives people a reason to return. And if you couple that with great customer service, which you know that's what we're kind of known for down here, uh, that that'll drive tourism and the return of tourism, you know, over and over and over again. Uh, and we're also a safe product down here. I think they've done a great job with COVID of of making their uh, facilities safe and clean and and uh, uh, you know virus free, so to speak. Uh, yeah. And their and their employees are are are, are kept safe as, as humanly possible. They've kept their employees safe. And you've not seen a huge outbreak at the casinos, which is awesome. Yeah. Hey, the other point is that it's economically safe. And what, <clears throat> what I want to say is that the state of Mississippi has worked really hard from a regulatory and legislative point of view to make sure that this is not an onerous place to do business in from a taxing point of view or just from a just pure regulation point of view. The fact that we went with free enterprise, we didn't limit, limit the number. We let sort of the market decide where we were going to go. It's been, it's been magic for us as it relates to that. It is. And, you know, you mentioned casinos all doing well. So, well, you, you, know, you mentioned Jonathan at Harris and then of course, Brandon at the, at the boat, these two, guys are part of really significant organizations that had the benefit of, not that the others aren't paying attention to this, but had the benefit of literally studying worldwide best practices in the gaming industry. And those companies, believe me, they those companies know extraordinarily well what the competitive environment means. It means <clears throat> you better constantly be sharpening your saw. You, be, yep. you better be constantly looking for new and innovative approaches and ways to keep people wanting to come back there. You use the word fresh. That's really important. And you know what the other, the other thing is, and the other person I've mentioned is John Ferrucci, who, who's, who's, I mean, he has stood the test of time down at the Silver Slipper. He's had to go through several different ownership groups. And now he's part of a larger organization, just recently got a promotion that gives him further responsibilities north of here. And, um, and uh, the, the good news is, in my communication with him, I'm sure you've communicated with him as well. He doesn't play. He doesn't plan on abandoning coastal Mississippi. He's going to be very much involved still, but he's still going to get this opportunity to study best practices and see what's going on in the industry. And the fact that he was picked to be this leader is a real testament, again, to the quality of leadership he provides here in coastal Mississippi. Isn't I, that true? I, I love John. John, I, I consider, I, and I say this in a nice way. He's kind of old school in that he still understands that. When you walk in a casino, it's 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 the best thing you do is reach out, shake someone's head, walk, welcome them by, let me buy you dinner kind of guy. And he's great. Um, you know, we don't talk about Rick Carter enough either, by the way. Oh, no. Well, I was, I was about, about to go there. Homegrown hero that's built a brand and has reinvented it and bought the, bought the uh, you know, the old Grand Casino across the street, reinvented that. Uh, Smoke-free environment. He's really, he's really... Uh, hit a home run down there. I'll give you my point of view on Rick when we come back from break, but okay. we'll continue the conversation with Michael Sunderman when we come back. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. 
And now, it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. We have, uh, uh, we're having a great conversation with Michael Sunderman, who's the president and publisher of M2 Media. They publish South Mississippi Living, gaming magazines, plural, and other magazines across coastal Mississippi and across the state. Um, but I always enjoy visiting with Michael because, like me, he has remained pretty close to the gaming and hospitality arena. I had the, the real uh, honor of leading the tourism recovery planning efforts for the Governor's Commission after Hurricane Katrina. And uh, for that, that understanding that and the work that we did to get land-based gaming and the legislation passed and the inc- incredible alignment of the stars that had to take place after that, it really kind of changed my perception about the gaming and hospitality in Mississippi in very significant ways. And it's always good to talk to Michael, who has a good historical perspective. Hey, we're going we're gonna to move on uh, and talk about the gaming summit and some other stuff. But we mentioned Rick Carter and Terry Green just as we were going to break. And, you know, Michael said that, you know, their investments in, in Gulfport have been substantial and they've been innovative. You know, what's interesting to me about this is here here you have two local guys. Literally, they own the casino 50-50 together. Terry from Gulfport, Rick from Gulfport. Um, when when I had them on the show, they talked about the early days of running around, you know, Bellevue. And and uh, it's, just a, it's just a great success story. And the, the whole proud of Mississippi and getting the yacht and going, you know, going to Greece and doing the deal and just amazing. But anyway, funny story. But what's, what's interesting is they could have just once, once Katrina happened and they, and they landed the casino in Gulfport, you know, the land-based casino in Gulfport, they could have just, you know, rested on their laurels, but they didn't, they, you know, they, they invest significantly in the South uh, tower and um, and they you know opened up a you know as you pointed out a smoke free casino so now they have Island View on one and the Beach View on the other side and they continue to innovate give back to the community and um, you know they I think you know because we they're not mentioned a lot because people kind of take them for granted you know here's these local guys done well and uh, you know Lindsay does a great job of kind of moving this thing along you know Mike Bruffy's a terrific you know his gaming lawyer experience was significant and now he's the in-house counsel for that organization they just built a great team haven't they absolutely and um and uh, I, I I know Rick a lot better than I know Terry but they seem like great guys and um, and just I just love to see some local guys do well you know just kind of like a Chet Harrison grew up in Wiggins Mississippi yeah, yeah. Uh, you know he was he he worked for Rick for a little while. He he was a at the Copa marketing guy. Uh, and then I think he went to uh, was a Golden Nugget. Now he's general manager of Golden Nugget. So yeah, uh, really really proud of of guys like Chet and Rick for just really stepping up and getting it done. You know, makes it makes a makes a big difference, man. When you've got people, you know, I always said, you know, when you have leaders who are making decisions about say the next three years, but they don't plan to be here for another year. They're not making decisions with the reality that they're going to have to live with the decisions that they're making. Yeah. What's cool about Travis, for example, Travis London, he, he was president for a good long time. And Jonathan Jones, he's been there for a, a good long time. And, 
probably will be there for longer. I mean, he's sharp as heck, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him shoot up in the Harris organization. But when you and John Ferrucci, just think, think about this for a minute. Lou Ann, you know, I mean, and what she's done where she is. You, th you think about Susan and her team at Treasure Bay. These these people, these leaders are making decisions knowing they're going to live with the decisions that they're making. And it makes it makes for a better decision, buddy. I mean, they, they're going to make quality decisions. They're going to they're going to think about the ramifications of what they're doing. And and we're the beneficiaries of all those decisions. That is for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, they're not they're not looking quarter to quarter. They're looking, you know, for, you know, what's, what where are we going to be five years from now? Yeah. And how, how, how are we going to grow our team? How are we going to grow this product? How are we going to grow the market? And that's why when you talk about bringing new casinos in here. Um, they, my, my philosophy is, yeah, we're open market. If you got the money and you, you can write the check and get some a legal site, have at it. But you better grow the market. You better not just be cutting a little slice of that pie out of everybody else's pie. So yeah. you better bring something to the market, like what Luann did. I mean, they literally grew the market there. Yeah, um, yeah. IP's done well where they're at. Um, it's, it's 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 they're all doing well. There's not there's not a weak casino on the coast, by the way. What what's going to be interesting to me is watching Roy Anderson and the Broadwater facility. What happens there? Because I, you know he's he's a good friend, and of course he's been on the show, and we've talked about it in depth. But the you know the the footprint that 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 they have there, and the opportunities they have there to do something that could be a destination resort, and they know if this is not they're not going to go in there with some small scale development. It's it's it's. It's big. <laughs> Whatever they ultimately a billion, do. a billion dollars. Yeah. So I think the bow was built for like five hundred million. Uh, they're talking about a billion dollars. So, and you talk about a great location. You've got a, a, a you could build a world class marina out front that's still there. Uh, you've got all that property to build as much as you want, hotels or resort. Then you've got a golf course behind it all. So, uh, they've got three really good elements to that product right there. Uh, I think I think their their challenge is obviously you know you got to get the funding, but you've also got to get the roads expanded to allow that. That I can see that tying up Highway 90, you know, on a concert night, you know, for as far as you can see. So they got to expand that road. I wish I wish after Katrina, I know you did a lot of work there, but I wish they the state uh, would have allowed us to rebuild Highway 90 bigger and better, not just kind of where yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, one of the one of the big conversations that we that we unfortunately abandoned was this notion of an east west corridor beyond beyond Highway 90, recognizing that things like this were going to be net needed. And uh, it was just so complicated. It was hard to get local political leaders to get their heads around it because um, just think of what they had on their mind. I don't blame anybody for that, but but clearly, when you look at it from just a clear-headed point of view, having a a viable east-west corridor beyond Highway 90 would have would have been something that could have helped us. I think it would be almost impossible to do that now. So we've just got to figure out yeah. ways to upgrade Highway 90. And of course, any upgrades to Highway 90 will also help Matt over at the Coliseum, obviously, because you know that that's the challenge they have. Traffic is a huge challenge that they have there during their big events. But it's going to be fun to watch that. Um, they're sitting on a on a big, amazing, very expensive piece of property and have been since just before Katrina. And their intentions are not to just sit on it. They're going to do something you know dramatic there. And they've got some good partners they're bringing into that conversation. So hopefully the money that's been sitting on the sidelines, frankly, uh, have made this a much more compelling opportunity for for 
uh, coast of Mississippi. Yeah. So, and if so, you read your annual report, you'll find out that you know gaming had a record year. You know, two point three billion dollars uh, last year, the the best year we've had since two thousand eight. Uh, add in another six, seven hundred million dollars in non-gaming revenue, and you're talking about a three and a half billion dollar uh, market in Mississippi. So that's got to get some attention. That's we're not, <laughs> we're, not, we're not a small market, you know. By, by it is very, 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 very significant. And uh, you know the way the casinos have worked with uh, the airport. You know, when I talk to Clay Williams, when you think about it, th their situation is dynamic because they have they have the leisure travelers, they have the business travelers, then they have the military, which is hugely important, especially especially during the pandemic. That continued to happen. Business travel was down significantly. Leisure travel was down significantly, but their relationship their charter relationship, charter jet relationship with the casinos, once that started back again, it really was a diversification that actually, I wouldn't say saved the, the, the airport. Airport was go, wasn't going to go anywhere, but it enabled them to start their volumes back up again and 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 be able to, to be in a position where they're at least more financially sound than they otherwise would have been had they not done that. So this opportunity, and, and man, you know, we could, we could probably spend a whole show, even though we don't necessarily know specifically specifically what some of their markets are because they, they don't they don't share that information but they're really smart about marketing to specific markets and then having a charter service go there and pick those people up and bring them here and that's ongoing and they're doing it daily and constantly and it is a big part of what they're doing isn't it that's the idea but that's that's one of the most expensive forms of marketing uh to bring in a large jet uh you know basically full of comp players uh, and you got to put them up overnight and all that kind of stuff. So you got to find a good market. And you got to find players that are going to spend, you know, a couple thousand dollars of coin in and, and dinners and stuff to make it worthwhile. But that's that's a great way to supplement uh, other marketing, whether it be social media, print, you name it, TV, radio. There's uh, was I had a note here. They spent forty eight million dollars last year in marketing. Wow. So. You wonder why we recovered down here. That's yeah. a lot of messaging going out. And that that doesn't count the millions of dollars that Coast Mississippi and state tourism spends as well. So it's, yeah. a, it's a good way to get the word out. It's, it's, it's incredibly powerful. And, you know, one of the things we always knew, Michael, is that the, the databases they create by having members clubs and by knowing a lot of information about the people who come there who are regulars, you know, the fact that this accumulating database capability they've created, and then you add to that digital capabilities and how those things can be integrated, man, they're very, very smart marketers. And frank, frankly, some of the best marketers in the U.S. when it comes to understanding who their customer is and where their target audience is and how to best message them, et cetera. Hey, when we come back on the other side, we'll have the final segment with Michael Sunderman. As usual, I just love uh, visiting with Michael. Hope you learned something during these conversations. It's just a terrific discussion about the state of affairs as it relates to hospitality and gaming in Mississippi. We'll see you after this break. Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. 
talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. Um, I have Michael Sunderman, who's president and publisher of M2 Media. Before we get back to Michael, I want to mention something. It's interesting if you could see the view, and Michael, you can see this as, as we're looking at it together. One of the neat things about doing this show remotely, which we obviously, we had planned to do this before the pandemic, but the pandemic sped it up so that, so that Kyle can do it from his studio at his house and I can do it from my studio at my house. We use Skype as a way of connecting with our with our guests, but what I'm looking at, I can see a, I can see the show video, what what people are going to see on YouTube and uh, Super Talk TV and on Facebook. I can see Kyle, I can see Michael Sunderman, and then Matt McDonald, who's going to be on the show tomorrow. We're going to tape it today. He's on he's on uh, he's on there as well, listening to the final segment. But I but I can't help but notice Kyle because Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we're talking about people might take certain casinos for for granted and whatever. I'll never take Kyle for granted. He is the ultimate producer. We've done over 600 shows together. He's never literally missed a lick. It's just unbelievable what this guy brings to the table. And I'm not a radio guy, so I wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for Kyle sitting there. And uh, I get to see his pretty face every morning. So anyway, there, there he sits with the beautiful windows in the background. So anyway, come back to to uh to michael sunderman michael i love visiting with you man it's just a great opportunity to kind of catch up on on what the latest is and you you're, you really have your ear to the ground so uh, you mentioned the annual report when is that actually going to be that's that's for the uh, hospitality and gaming association when is that going to be published we're gonna we're gonna go up to jackson next week and we we have a uh uh, a meeting with the state legislature stuff there and all the general managers from the state come in. We have a luncheon. Uh, Mary and I present, present it to the board. Um, and then later that day, we walk it up to the state capitol. We pass it out to as many people as, as we can, you know, put it in their hands. And then there's a uh, state tourism party that night that we, that we, in conjunction with the gaming association there. So it's a pretty cool thing. So that'll, that'll go out. So in fact, I've got to go, Night Abbey and pick them up today or tomorrow. So, take well, good, good for so. you. What I'll, incidentally, Anthony Del Vescovo, who um, who is a legal counsel, internal counsel for uh, the Beauvage, is the current chair. And uh, what what I like about looking at the board of directors, obviously, every major casino is represented across the state, not just not just from coastal Mississippi, but. You know, when you look down that list, you know, because you know them all, um, and it's a powerful group of people who represent such an important sector for this community. And it's good to see you right in the middle of it, uh, helping to produce that annual report. And it's important for legislators to pay attention to it, too. And uh, you got to make sure they never take it for granted, don't you? It is. And so, like you mentioned earlier, it's a lot of, a lot of data in that report. But if they spend, you know, 10 minutes and just go through the numbers, you can't argue that this is a huge industry and that is driving tourism throughout the entire state. Anytime you, you're getting multi-billion dollar revenues, uh, and by the way, this, the state gets their piece of that and, the, and all the local cities that have gaming get their piece of it and the schools get a piece of it. So it's funding a lot, lot of things. You know, I think Mississippi has a surplus you know, because yeah. gaming had a huge year. So Mississippi's got a surplus this year. Yeah, they, they do. I mean, in fact, uh, I've said that this legislative session is one of the most consequential 
since probably the special sessions that take took place after Hurricane Katrina because of all the important legislation that happened after Katrina. But you're t- dealing with a situation where the where the states has more than a billion dollars. Now, some of that's one time money, federal money that has to be has to be spent in a certain way. You certainly don't want that that one time money to seep in budgets, et cetera. But, you know, I would say the speaker, lieutenant governor and the governor got a lot to say grace over in this session. And there's a lot of competing objectives. And that's that makes that makes for very, very dynamic, a very dynamic session. And I think you guys, through this annual report and the approach you use to communicate that report to the legislators, it's an important message because you come back to what we said at the beginning. It's a safe and healthy economic situation. It's free enterprise system is is proliferating. We've kept regulations to a minimum, and we are really focused on making sure they're not overtaxed. That's one of the things that's happened in a lot of communities. There are a limited number of casinos, and they're taxed to hell and back, and that's not happened here, relatively speaking. So that's really important, and it's good to keep that on the kind of the front and center with legislators. Hey, one other thing, Mike, I wanted to ask you about, sports betting proliferating all around us. Um, I, I've heard different arguments internally about whether it should be something that Mississippi considers. I know some casinos that are with some of the major companies are sort of for it. Some some of the local players maybe not so much. So, what? Do, how do you think that's going to play out? Are you, are you talking about the uh, the app? The the yes. snap that you yeah. bet. Sports, sports, uh, there's there's yeah. a couple. There's I, th- I think uh, Beau Rivage and Gold Strike up in Tunica led the charge. <clears throat> And they have an, an app that you can play sports bets, but only geofence to their properties. Um, uh, the, you're right. There's there's mixed opinions on whether we should try to go statewide, where you could actually, you know, coming from Alabama or Louisiana, come across state lines, stop at a rest stop, and place your bet, and then go back home. Um, yeah, sports betting's been huge. It's been way bigger than even the casinos had hoped for yeah. Uh, with, you know, there's, you know, the guy from Texas, people come here replacing multi-million dollar bets sometimes. Uh, and it gets them, it gets a whole different kind of book of business. Younger crowd. Usually they go in, they, they eat, they dine and they'll gamble some more. So it's pretty cool. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to invite Mike Bruffy to come on and, and cause he's been, he's really a, been involved and aware of the situation. Let's try to get the perspective from the point of view of the Allen view, but it's one I think it's not going to go away. That debate's not going to go away anytime soon. So, yeah, excuse me. So, anyway, it's been a pleasure to, to spend some time with you, Michael. We'll have you back soon and uh, hope you have a great rest of the day and we'll, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Ricky. See you, buddy. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.